Bad, bad. I'm sorry, I'm bad. I'm just the way I am. Of, of all the Thank English you, lyrics, why not? <laughs> because uh, why well, I gotta save, I gotta save other ones for. Oh, okay, you're gonna the save the good ones for next. Uh, I mean, that's a good one. It's weird. <laughs> it's I'm sorry, just, I'm bad. <laughs> I'm just the way I am. Okay. There's a lot of weird English lyrics in the song. All right, we'll get to that next week. Sure. You're bad, um, Itzy. In many ways. <laughs> spoilers. Uh, you spoiler, said I was going to spoil it. You spoiled it. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, uh, this is Nate from Truly Daybok, and this is the Daybok cast, episode 108. Um, and uh, as you can see, there's no Jacob. Um, he got mixed up. He's got a lot going on with going to Korea and stuff. So, um, but he, we're just going to record part one and two right now, and then he sh- he should be on for part three and four, which are our reviews. Um, yeah, and I'm joined as always by Andrew, who has three things. Number one. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, why are you being all? <laughs> no, I'm just weird happy about it. No, the the image I have right oh, now is oh, is Tom Brady. Yeah, you're... Holding and his daughter holding the Super Bowl trophy because they won their sixth Super Bowl title in a thrilling thirteen to three matchup. I mean, I I know most people are thinking it's boring or whatever, but I mean, I was Jacob was there. He could he could. I was programming. Yeah, I was sitting. I was just there, nearly having a heart attack going into the fourth quarter. Wasn't the game like really boring? Actually, no. I like the defense, but I mean, obviously, it was low scoring. That's a thing. Like, most like casual people would be like, won't. Appreciate low scoring defensive games, but I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I do. But uh, everyone's kind of mad because they kind of they kind of honey dicked everyone with the SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, so they have <laughs> like they start playing it for a second, and then it's just a transition into sicko mode by Travis Scott, and like er- the internet was so mad, everyone was mad. Hmm. But coincidentally, no- though, uh, the same day or. Super Bowl Sunday, the Dallas Stars had a game, and for their halftime show, they actually did like a laser projection onto the ice, playing a "Sweet Victory" and everything. So, oh really? Like, yeah, they had like the they had like the thing pop up from like the bubble bowl and everything. So at least someone did it correctly. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go to the parade. I mean, uh, but I I got to save my money <laughs> and days off for Korea. But I mean, that parade parade looked lit or whatever. Just hundreds of thousands of people basically. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, a little game called Apex Legends came out earlier this week, and I am an addict at this point. If you I play was pl- games. You've definitely heard of it. <laughs> if you if you know it's anything, literally everywhere. Yep, it's basically it's the new it's the new Fortnite. No, I'm it's not gonna, it's never right. gonna be. Yeah. I, I don't no, think it, it won't. It won't overtake. I, it. I think it definitely is. Um, like has completely pushed PUBG and Blackout. Yeah, like out of the picture. Yeah, I, I, don't I have think anyone. I think most of the PUBG people are gonna go to this, and some yeah. of the Fortnite people. And so, like, I don't, I don't see. Either. And Blackout definitely, it's like free Blackout, so there's gonna be more. Yeah, people it's it. free Blackout. Yeah, especially um, on PC, like, there's no so, reason to go play Blackout anymore because, because I've you and I have been big fans of Titanfall for like the longest time, so I just like yeah. Titanfall. Battle Royale game, holy crap! Yeah, like, yeah exactly. I put like two hundred hours into Titanfall one. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, it's pretty much everything I wanted. Just like the parkour stuff, like all of this, and like the thing I like. 
you don't have to talk to people. All you can do is just like ping and yeah, then you're no, the, the smart ping system is something I think is going to change like shooting and, like tactical you, shooters. Yeah. Like, like every game now on needs that. Yeah, basically, it's going to be a huge disappointment, like, having to communicate over the internet. It's a strategy game. Yeah, especially, like, if you just, you don't want to hear, like, 13-year-olds screaming into your mic or whatever. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's a godsend, and it just makes it way, it's way, if you're not using your pings, you're not playing the game correctly, like, in all honesty. Yeah, so. Or you're actually talking to the people. You're <laughs> or you're actually talking to people. So, we, we should, pro- fuck it, we'll, we'll stream it next week, or when, when you're all here. We'll just fl- dick around in Apex Legends when yeah, you're Yeah, we can, here. like, switch up who's playing each round. And uh, last but not least, oh Nate, I see you're wearing the shirt. I am wearing the. Uh, I literally just got this in yesterday. The Shirley uh, Daybach uh, dad hat. Uh, I just wanted to see how it looked, and it, it came out amazing. Honestly, I think just this new logo that Jacob did just turns, just looks incredible on a dad hat. And we're gonna get all this like hoodies and like your uh, zip up jacket sort of thing soon. Hopefully, hopefully yeah, before we get it, we get it before Red Velvet. That's why I was rushing this. But <coughs> oh, I mean, are they still on the way? Yeah, they're still on the way. Uh, this is the only one that came in, but um, okay. yeah, if you're interested in merch, maybe once we have things more settled down or I figure out how to do this better, I, that's definitely something we want to go into because these these look yeah. awesome, and I know, I know a lot of you guys probably want Truly Debok merchandise as well. Yeah, I say it's probably not going to happen until after Korea, but yeah, so yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it'd be like <laughs> summer at the earliest. Yeah, yeah, just but just wanted to give you guys a little preview of this because I I love this hat. I'm gonna wear it like all the time now. Uh, as always, do- join our Discord. It's mucho lit. It's really lit lately because there's a lot of, or it's on fire because we're fighting over Itzy. <laughs> but nope. that's next week. Um, nope. Also, no just reading stuff happening. Also, for the people that are, li- if you're listening to this, hopefully by now, on the audio versions are all fixed because I only realized that our- when we switched over, nothing has been updated since the end of 2018. So like our audio listeners just have no idea what is going on. I- is it still messed up? Sorry, yeah. I'm typing. I know people don't like when I type. Yeah, it, but, basically, um, when, once we swip, once we swapped over to iTunes, or well, we swapped over the RSS feeds, well, nothing nothing was updating I, but anymore. But I switched it back, like, three days ago, so the fact that it's still not updated, I don't know why. Yeah, it's weird, but I mean, um, I'm, but yeah, we, well, should, we, we should have Podbean, or like, we're switching to our new server hosting, um, hopefully by the time this goes up, so sorry again, it's just been a huge mess with audio, but hopefully this is just for like longevity's sake, because I don't know how long we'll be able to last on SoundCloud. So, uh, yeah. yeah, if you, if you, and this is this, it'll streamline the process for us being able to get on Spotify, which I know is a really big thing for people, so. Yeah, we'll be able to get on Spotify and Google uh, Store, so we'll yep. play. And those are the three things with some minor notes. <laughs> yep. Okay, uh, let's go to topic one. Uh, so topic one, we're just going to discuss um, the Coco Sori uh, situation that's been happening over the past like month or so. Um, there was a big update this past week, or was it last week? February first, no, past so week like, or two. Yeah, a couple okay, days ago. So, yeah, nine days ago. I have like I just um, have like the huge like manifesto yeah, that the they Facebook, wrote on yeah, Facebook. No. <laughs> I've, I've got a couple things open, but yeah. um, so yeah, just to give a little bit of um, background. So Kokosori is a duo under Mole Entertainment, M O L E uh, Entertainment. Um, they're a pretty unknown small company. The group never really blew up i mean they've had some hits here and there they have like slight popularity just because yeah coco is was she speaks english so she has like a fan base that via that way um sori was in the idol master korean version both of them i believe tried out 
One of them was mixed sign, the other one was unit. I know, Coco was a mixed sign, and okay. Sorry was in the unit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, people know them, but they've never they've never like done insanely well, um, in terms of sales or anything. Um. So yeah, they're just a girl duo that just does standard pop. They're it's not like Bulbagon that does like indie stuff or anything. They're they're a pop group. Um. And uh, I'd say like. Sometime last year, they just they just started doing solo stuff. Um, we we actually liked their last comeback as a group. Yeah, um, it was like Miyamor uh, or something like that. Yeah, Miyamor, that's right. Um, I, and then they had like some weird we talk- scene or whatever. <laughs> that's all I remember. Yeah, from yeah, it. yeah. It was like some tropical um, song, but I think it was. I, we enjoyed well, it. Well, no, most yeah, part. yeah, but it was yeah because like it was they were dreaming or whatever, and they almost kissed each other. That was a thing. <laughs> gotta get them um, sales. Gotta get now. them. Gotta get um, them sales, though. <laughs> but yeah, we liked the the song. Um, but after that, they just did like solo stuff. Um, and there, it it was kind of weird, like what was going on. Um, and now it's pretty clear there's there's strife either between Coco and the company or Coco, Coco and Sori or both. Or like, yeah, uh, both at this point. Or I think. yeah, pretty much yeah, both. Um, and I, we'll never know exactly what happened. I feel like because um, it's all here. It's he said, she said at this point. Um, and I don't know if anyone will ever come out and maybe someone leaves the company and like does a tell all. But at this point, we only have biased biased uh, messages from both yeah. sides. Um, but basically, um, Coco has been doing a lot of side stuff as a streamer. Um, and, and like, she's gotten pretty popular on Twitch and, and YouTube, uh, like. YouTube and Korean streaming services. Um, and at some point, uh, let me see, I have yeah, five months ago, um, she just like kind of went off on her stream, um, talking about how like the company was screwing her over and telling her they didn't have any money, um, for her, uh, to do a solo and then um and like just basically she said they were lying to her and um focusing completely on sorry um she had to like crowdsource her comeback um where sorry got a comeback like just mm. completely funded by the company um so like all the stuff she was saying seemed like pretty valid um and she like yeah she didn't like talking about being an idol uh, when she was streaming and stuff, um, and she, uh, their, their contract's up soon, so it, it seems like she was pretty, like, done being an idol and was gonna leave the industry yeah. anyway, I, I got and the, she was just kinda, I, like, I have the MV playing right now, by the way, so, <laughs> just, okay. yeah. um, just, like, yeah, the, and so the, she, sta- the stark difference between, um, Coco's, like, the money that they put into Coco's, uh, Sort yeah. of comeback or like solo debut versus Sori, who had like everything produced by the company. Whereas yep. Coco, I believe, had to she had to like crowdfund it, like Kickstarter. Yeah, she crowdfunded. Yeah. Something um, like that. Yeah, she had to, I think it was my star. Um so yeah, the this all happened uh, like five months ago. Um and yeah, like we said, Sori got a comeback and it was like a I mean it's not a high budget MV. Um, but it was a produced music video. It was, she had a produced comeback. Um, and she also does a lot of YouTube stuff. Um, yeah. she's known for like fashion and stuff. She's, 
She's um, friends with a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Like Ellen and Brian, I believe she like does stuff with like America, like people over here, like besides. Oh no, that. no, I mean Sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry um, also does YouTube stuff, but she does like fashion stuff and. Oh. Um, <laughs> most of it, it's kind of it's most it's, of it's just it's her in bikini. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll go look. It's it a up, little weird. But... It's a little like uh, like obvious that it's like, hey, here's a girl in revealing clothing. Come check out my YouTube channel. Also, yeah. I think, I think they did uh either they did. I I don't take this take this for granted. I could be completely wrong, but I remember reading somewhere that like there was maybe a Kickstarter for a Sori comeback, and one of the rewards you got like one of her swimsuits or something gross. <laughs> I what like I, like she. Wore- I don't think I'm making that up. I remember reading. I don't oh, know god. if it was I'm something just, she I'm playing wore the trailer right now. And, oh god, it's or just if her, it's like, something like her channel I trailer. I could be wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to like slander, but. I do remember something like that being a thing. Oh god, her her YouTube trailer is just her doing like yoga and stuff. I'm just like, oh, it's, no, yeah, it's yeah, like exactly. that. It's like that, huh? Yes. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but okay, so that's what both of the members have been doing. Now the company, uh, like uh, on February first, we said put out this insanely long post on Facebook. It's like <laughs> probably like five thousand words. Yeah. Um, and I'm not gonna even attempt to read yeah. it. Um, but Basically, what they're saying is that Coco has been completely lying about everything and slandering them and sorry on her uh, social media and on her streams. Um, and they are uh, basically they sent like legal documents saying like you broke contract and we want a public apology. Um, and Coco sent a legal statement back saying they wouldn't apologize. So it seems like there's going to be some sort of legal battle, um, yeah. but. At this and, point, it's like a and, public feud. Yeah, and remember how it, I don't, again for those that aren't necessarily familiar with how serious they take like what libel or just like defamation sort yeah. of things in Korea. Like again, the companies pursue like comments and that sort of stuff. So with a company like this, you know that they're not fucking around when it comes to this sort of thing. It's they're considering it like some type of breach of contract. To some degree, mm-hmm. where basically, like, oh, you're, you're just like you're, you're slandering the company, or she's speaking about things that aren't supposed to necessarily be made public. And again, it's the company's in a rough situation because, again, Coco's the one out there with the platform, whereas the company they has to. You gotta like make sure lawyers go over everything you say, yeah, and, yeah, like because you gotta make sure you're not, yeah, like putting yourself in a legal, like bad spot where Coco's just a person and she's just like emotionally telling what her side of the story and I mean at this point stream. Coco has it it seems like she's completely checked out of being an idol like she just she's yeah. just done with like everything and I mean maybe this feeds into that sort of but yeah like in this sort of case I don't necessarily blame her for sort of lashing out in this sort of way because I mean that's sort of that's a common thing nowadays is where if you literally have no avenue to sort of get your story out there you just fuck it like put it out on social media or whatever and hope that like people like take notice so at face value it looks like one of those sort of things but I mean mm-hmm. again this this post sort of um makes you think otherwise or just it makes the co- story much more complicated in this sort of way 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, and they're saying it put them in a really bad spot because she was deciding to focus on her YouTube channel mm-hmm. instead of going to like um, schedules, which means the company is now in trouble with like the broadcasting companies, like because they're screw it she's not showing up to yeah. her schedules yeah it's it's a contract um, thing not necessarily just yeah exactly like, them not giving her anything sort of uh deal yeah um so yeah it, it seems like coco is saying they didn't have any money for her and they were treating her poorly and focusing on sorry so she's basically just stopped doing every anything she's supposed to do and the company is saying well, that's a lie. We got you these schedules. You're not going to them because the YouTube money is more important to you than like your contract mm-hmm. and stuff. So, like, and I mean, those are basically two sides. And I mean, um, it, it, that we know be, right now, that's probably right in that sort of way. Because if you consider just oh. how much money you make on like Twitch, just being again like the whole section of Twitch, just this IRL streaming that like basically if some dude wants to talk to like a pretty K-pop star girl sort of thing, then it'll give you like hundred dollar donations or whatever. I mean, why would you? like risk why would you become like a, or bo- even bother b- becoming an idol and like dealing with all this nonsense or whatever if you could just do that and just stay at home sort of thing so i mean mm-hmm. she's not wrong in wanting to prioritize that but i mean it's a contract that you <laughs> signed and yeah exactly like you're <laughs> if you don't follow that contract you're gonna be sued so it's probably a bad <laughs> idea like <laughs> Why, if if that's truly what's happening, if they, if you, if she like truly thinks they broke the contract, then um, you can counter sue, I guess, or something. Yeah, like that, she can but. she can do all this, but it it's probably a bad idea. I to me, it seems like she's acting entirely out of emotion. Yeah, um, and and like short term financial gain because the group isn't doing well and the company's not probably not doing that great. So she's like, okay, I can make all this money on Twitch and YouTube. Um, and in the long term, it's probably a bad idea because she's under contract. And if she is breaking all this contract, like she's going to have to pay somehow. Mm. Um, and I think it's not necessarily just her prioritizing YouTube and Twitch and all that other stuff over her contracts. It's that, uh, so at some point in this uh like diatribe, they're talking about how Coco, uh, according to them, again this is uh, this is Mole Entertainment's side of the story where they are positing or they're putting forward the fact that Coco went to the company and said, "I'm done with being an idol," and then they respected her wishes, even though that like okay they they wanted to make obviously it's talent you want to make money You're like no company is going yeah you put. You you put resources put into, it. into so, like for as incompetent as like YG can be or whatever. I don't think even YG is stupid enough to not understand the fact that you have to. If you don't use your, you're not making any money by not using your employees. So yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, in that sort of way. So yeah, they were like, okay, we'll respect it, that sort of thing. And then she came forward with them to them with the song Sugar Cake, and then they're like, okay, we'll produce the they. According to them, they produced the song for that, or they helped fund the production of the song. It wasn't necessarily just because most Kickstarter campaigns or just any sort of thing like that, the money, even if it says, oh, 150% like accomplished or whatever, that doesn't even begin yeah. to cover all of the expenses. So it's, un- yeah, yeah, it's I, just like a boost in helping fund it, it's not covering it entirely at all. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, apparently that, that's what... Okay, so I'll read it word for word here. Quote, Coco also argued about Trigger Cake's Kickstarter reward, stating that the company's poor management of dealing with her CDs derived, from pro- derived problems while she fulfilled all responsibilities. The CDs were sent to everyone a long time ago, and only two of them came back on claim because of incorrect addresses. The, in fact, the actual complication with Kickstarter rewards was due to Coco continuously po- postponing to provide fan services, such as shooting video messages, so much so that it took longer than three months to accomplish it. So apparently, yeah, they're... They're sort of coming oh, yeah. back at those accusations that she was like, oh, they're they're trying to stifle the Kickstarter sort of thing. Wherein- yeah, well, right after that, it even says, like, the one of the fan services of Skype video <sighs> calls still hasn't happened. Yeah, that's a mess. Um, that's a huge mess. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's it's giant mess. I don't think either side is truly, like... No one's guilt. No one is guilt free in these things ever. No, no one not is, at all. ever is. Yeah. Um. I'm sure the company was like, okay, Sori is a lot more popular because of her looks and stuff. Yeah. And it's clear that in her last music video that they're like, here, put you in a bikini the whole time and a bunch of shots of your butt and <laughs> like, yeah. So like explosion it's, of like popularity. <laughs> well, yeah. It's just like it's clear that. Sorry, it was more popular, and they're using her popularity because of her her looks um, to keep that popularity going and make money. Um, so it makes sense that they would have focused more on her than Coco, as Coco is the less popular of the two members. Um, especially a company that's in finance, like a small company that needs money like that, they they can't waste money on things that aren't going to make them money back. Um, but then also Coco seems clear that she kind of just fucked the company over by breaking <laughs> her contract. And yeah. Like, I, they, they, like, they've both screwed each other over, basically. Yeah, because um, I mean, because legal, like, legal deba- debacles on, on both sides, that's expensive. Like, the only people that win in this case are the lawyers, because they're just going to get, like, fat stacks of cash. The longer the longer this sort of lawsuit case goes, oh, man, they're just going to rake it in. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's a tough it, situation for both sides, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess just my sort of thoughts on it, I mean, at first, because, again, we did not hear anything from Mall Entertainment at all. We only heard from Coco. For five so. months, yeah. Yeah, yeah all we, we heard, heard from was Coco like, six, almost a half a year ago, like, saying this. Yeah, and, so. and obviously, like, only knowing one side and knowing the sort of history and industry that we are sort of dealing with here, where this is a... It's commonplace for uh, idols to sort of be mistreated. over. Yeah, and mistreated or neglected by incompetent companies. I mean, it checked out immediately so everyone was like oh that sucks Uh, she was garnering sympathy for her in that sort of way and I guess just sort of her being the level of accessibility that you get with Coco in comparison to the level of accessibility you get with Mall Entertainment just leads her side of the story to be more credible but with this information now again it's it's not so cut and dry anymore I think it's to my in, to my ears, like again, obviously this is all speculation, but I mean, I don't think it's 
anything controversial to say that maybe these feelings of jealousy or sort of resentment towards either Sori or towards the company are deep seated, like long before like any of this even came up. No, like, yeah, maybe, yeah, definitely. And maybe it's something that maybe it's a reflection of Coco's personality, like off camera or off, not, well, not being an idol where she sort of doesn't feel confident or feels like she's not getting a fair shake in that sort of way. And I mean, okay, I could I can understand that. I could definitely relate to sort of feeling like you're playing second fiddle but i'd say there's a lot more graceful ways to go about it and maybe 100 percent because you're burning every bridge that you could you you possibly like no one's gonna want to touch yeah, her with yeah. a 10 foot pole at this point if you're gonna if yeah. you're willing to do this and i mean maybe that was her objective all the way uh, the entire time just to burn all the bridges and oh, just start over i think i think she knew what she was doing um, I think she knew, like, okay, I don't. It doesn't matter how the Korean entertainment industry views me because I'm just going to be an internet person personality now. Um, but yeah, like you said, there's definitely better ways to do it, and I think it seems like a lot of people have been saying like she's been spouting. Like we said, we found out like her side of the story five months ago, and it seems like she regularly brings it up, and every time she does, she gets like mm. she gets that sympathy money. On yeah. Twitch and stuff, so like, maybe yeah, it, it's it's a calculated maybe she's, like sort of exploiting it to like it's one thing to feel that way and to express it like because it should be out there, um, that like hey I'm getting mistreated the company is not like treating me as well as they should I think but continuously doing it and I don't know if she is I I don't watch her streams yeah, I don't, or anything I don't watch based her on streams. based on like the reddit comments I've read and stuff of people who seem much more informed about the situation um it seems like yeah she brings it up like pretty regularly and every time she does she gets money so it seems like she might be exploiting this this mm. side as well um and yeah I I don't want to say like she's at fault and I don't want to say the company's at fault because they're definitely they're both, both at, at fault. fault they're both um, at fault like they're, yeah, they're, there's exactly. clearly there's clearly on on the side of mall entertainment there's clearly been some type of miscommunication because again if they clearly if both if both Coco and Mall Entertainment sort of like hash this out in like in private like okay you're not happy like we're not we want you to be happy because you're an employee and you make money for us that sort of thing if they were able to hash that out then okay so yeah someone someone on management clearly wasn't able to sort of take the hints or read the signs or whatever yeah. or deal with it behind the scenes then obviously Coco just didn't know when to stop <laughs> necessarily yeah yeah basically yeah it just it just kept going yeah like. The obvious way to deal with this is be internal, and then she just, they just end the contract amicably, and she leaves. Like, yeah, why? So clearly, the company didn't want to do that for some reason, or and then yeah, and she just kind of went crazy about using her platform to to get the bad word out there and kind of mm. like blame her company when it's partially her fault as well. Yeah, and I mean it. This is definitely a lesson to be, there's definitely a lesson to be learned here that obviously everything like in the internet age when literally just speed takes priority over like accuracy or reliability of information. So that's why Mm -hmm. I, I know it's always a controversial thing to say but when people say like wait for all the facts to come out that's usually a good idea because again everyone yeah. wants to again in the, the day of this day and age of social media where everyone wants to be first like to sort of like let their opinions known and to sort of like uh yep. proclamate their righteousness to everyone and i mean 
well, obviously, like obviously, they want a white knight Coco or something. But um, yeah, that's why it's always it's always a good idea to just wait and see when all of the facts come out. And obviously, in this sort of case, nothing is gonna ever be concrete. But again, it's usually a good idea, or it's it's a really good example of just how the way people present themselves online, especially when it comes to K-pop or like the way they present themselves as idols is not always yeah. what they really are. Like, no, and, I'd say ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. It's not oh, what they are. everyone ha- like it's to the point where they manufacture personalities for people. Like that's a thing where they train you into. Okay, you're the funny one. Okay, you're the one that's always super serious. You're the one that has a sob story. Like that's that's part of the industry. So, like. As much access as we have to celebrities nowadays through Twitter and Instagram and all this sort of stuff and YouTube, like, even us, like, there's to some degree, everyone, when they put themselves out there on the internet, everyone has some type of front. Everyone's not putting their, everyone's not spilling everything out onto the internet or uh, out onto the ether in that sort of way. So just be careful, be careful with who you idolize or who you uh, follow in that sort of way. I guess that's just the moral message to sort of take away from this. Yep. Well, I think we covered that and mm-hmm. discussed it um, to its full extent. Uh, so let's move on to topic two, uh, which Andrew will be leading. Okie dokes. Uh, less of a controversial topic, but more of a happy one, if anything, or just an interesting one, which yeah. is why I wanted to cover it. So uh, this topic is covering uh, Psy's new uh, label entitled P Nation. So. Uh, Sai last year he left his uh, position at uh, YG Entertainment YG. to to start his own uh, music label, which I think was just it was a long time coming. I mean, this guy's been around for God before I even followed K-pop, like the early two thousands or whatever. So it's only a matter of time before he decided to start to uh, like start his own sort of record label. And I mean. Sai is one of the people who has enough gravitas in Korea and respect to be able to garner or attract enough talents for it. So it's a definitely an interesting discussion topic. So uh, that being said, we'll just go into who we signed already, who we think should sign, all the other details. Um, so as of now, the only people that have signed are Jesse, who Jesse uh, formerly uh, under YMC. She. Uh, I was watching because uh, Dumbfound Dead has a podcast uh, as well, um, and Jesse was it was mm-hmm. literally like the week after um, the, she was on the podcast, like right after she signed the uh, the contract or whatever, and so she was talking about like oh mm-hmm. she was just keeping it quiet that um, she had not renewed her contract with YMC like she was there's like okay. she was like a free agent for a couple of months and then Sai sort of came up to her it's like hey I'm doing this thing I want to start a label and then. Um, and what she was talking about is sort of uh, she was attracted to Sai, or Sai had always wanted to work with Jesse and what she really likes about his, his company so far is like the freedom that she sort of gets because basically she's just been chilling in the US for a couple months basically just like mm-hmm. coming back here and um, and possibly like wanting to promote here obviously I mean she's American yeah. so yeah, that's definitely, definitely her thing come home. and that yeah that's definitely Jesse was a good signing just because I feel like Sai Sai obviously has the uh, um, again he's one he was interested in working with her and two he's he definitely seems like he'd give enough leeway or just creative freedom oh yeah hundred that's the I think that's the biggest thing that might attract people in all honesty yeah is, definitely 
Yeah, it is the creative freedom that they could uh, he'll be willing, more than willing to offer them in that sort of way. So, yeah, I I think it's definitely a really smart decision to go to this company because size clearly someone who's very laid back and uh, like willing to let people do crazy things because that's literally what he's made his yeah that's his career mo. <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think especially it, it makes sense especially for someone like jesse or like the american artists who uh, probably feel a little restricted by the korean entertainment industry um yeah. in terms of like what they can and can't do and how they should and shouldn't act um i'm sure sai would care a, le- a lot less about it than um a much more traditional company um obviously they're not gonna like let you say anything and do anything because they're still like he's it's still a company he needs yeah, to make money still, yeah. he needs to keep a reputation that he's like a legitimate company but it's it's i could see easily see the appeal of wanting to go to a size company um it, it, you've got you're gonna behave you're gonna have more freedom you have the name recognition of sai one of the biggest people in the industry yeah it's someone that like, has name recognition inside of korea and outside of korea which is a exactly, huge thing because yeah. again all yep. of the all the people like billboard and like uh, i don't know just like entertainment i don't know like basically all of the american outlets there it's it's not just p nation to them it's oh sai is starting a music company like that's yeah, the, yeah exactly just like getting your foot in the door like that just with size name again it's yeah it's it's a recipe for success at least in in my eyes yeah this is like this honestly has the potential to be like a big three level Mm -hmm. company because all three of those companies were started by people who had very big names in the music industry yeah yeah yeah, that's how they became that those companies like that big yeah, Isuman um, started SM, and then JYP obviously started JYP. Yeah, it was. A, yep. YG started yeah. YG, that sort of thing. So, it, yeah, this yeah. is how. Yeah, it's it's how all these companies started off. Like, just they yeah, they were just the biggest ones. Yeah, like there was at one point it was just where the big three were just like this when they're just garnering or they're they're gathering talent and trainees just off of name rec- recognition of the. Yeah, the exactly. YG own. started a company and got Big Bang and blew up from there. Like, Psy can start getting trainees now that it'll be like, oh, I want to go under Psy's company. Like, that would be a cool company to be under. Yeah, and that's actually... Who knows? Uh, five, ten years from now, they could be they could be the big four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's actually a good lead into, like, the next sort of tidbit that I had, uh, where, uh, according to, like, rumors from, like, Naver and sort of the Twitterverse... Uh, they're scouting idol trainees. Like this is, it's not just going to be soloists or whatever. It's just, it seems yeah. like we're going to get idol groups from Psy, which is, which just blows my mind. <laughs> like what, yeah. what in the world would an idol group produced yeah. by Psy sound like, or just uh, I mean, run by Psy? That's, it makes me excited. I, mean, I could see, I could definitely see a girl group being like Momo land style, <laughs> like crazy meme dance type like recent Momoland style stuff. Yeah, so like um, boom, boom, and then you and even bam. get like you just you just get the recognition, the name recognition, and like start off like a, you don't you're you're not just some random like girl group from some random company no one's ever heard of. Like you're gonna be the girl group from size company, like the first girl group from size company, or the first boy group from size company. Like you're just gonna get fans and news and like. Yeah, you're just going to get recognition from that alone. Um, mm-hmm. 
it, it just gives you a leg up in the, the market, like, instantly without even having to try as hard as the smaller companies. Yep. And again, obviously, another big signing that he had was he signed the the hottest couple in all of K-pop. <laughs> well, God, uh, it's going to be the, the most Jenny ridiculous guy. day. Well, I know it's gonna be the most ridiculous day when they break up. <laughs> oh my god! Not <laughs> both signed the same company. Yeah, stuff. I mean, they, uh, like I said, we're obviously talking. You can see it on the screen, but uh, Hyuna and uh, Edon both signed with P Nation. Um, yeah, it's the, at first the rumors were or the, the talk was that they were looking for separate companies, and I mean that was probably a good idea just in case like they wanted to do separate things. But I mean, I guess Psy would probably. It's okay for them to sign here, I guess, just because I think yeah. less about their probably their concern was less about oh, what if we break up from the feature and was more about oh, what if the company we join or the the fans of the, like the company we join or whatever don't like the fact that we're working together that sort of thing. So yeah, uh, I mean obviously with Psy, Psy probably doesn't give a shit. So he <laughs> probably sought them out because they're like together or that they were free agents in this oh, sort yeah. of way. So well, uh, it makes sense to like like just kind of seek them out because they're both like established producer like producing talent so Mm -hmm. even if they don't do solo stuff um they can both produce for these groups that he's eventually gonna make Mm. um so like yeah maybe they both decide they're done like doing solo music or like we don't know what their plans are um they could still want to produce and it might be perfect that he was like, yeah, you guys are both fantastic producers. I need producers. I'm a new company. Yeah. Like, I need to be able to make music. Like, yeah, it's a, it's an incredible here together. Yeah, it's an incredible baseline. Another sort of crazy um, or wrinkle that could be added to this is some people were postulating, what if Edon just joins straight up joins the new boy group? Because again, he boy joined. Group? Oh god, that would be ridiculous. that'd be insane. Compete against Pentagon. Yeah, like imagine like he's just like the face of this new uh, P Nation boy group. Again, I don't know if he'd want to do it or like, but that, I I'd be right. in favor of it honestly. Like that'd be awesome to see him in a because again, has he been to the army yet? I have no idea. I mean, I, I don't think don't so. Think so? So maybe he. I don't maybe, know. I I don't see that happening just because I I don't see a boy group happening. I don't see any group happening for like at least a year, if not more. And, like, I feel like you can't start out with a boy group that, like, with a member that's probably going to have to go to the uh, like, army yeah. go to the army right away. Even if it is an established person like Edon. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't know. I just, it, it doesn't seem like a it'd good be idea. Yeah, it'd be a risky yeah. prospect, yeah. But I, I mean, mean it's it, possible for sure, but. And he'd be following in Hyuna's footsteps, because for those that don't remember... Leaving Wonder Girls. Yeah, Hyuna had to leave Wonder Girls because she had, like, surgery and all that sort of stuff, and then and then ended up joining Four really Minutes. Young. Yeah, so it, that's, it'd be really funny if he just ended up following in her footsteps in that sort of way, but I am, yeah. I am very excited about the prospects of him being a, like, creative force and hopefully maybe yeah. influence the new boy group or girl group or whatever he decides to do. Cause again, he's sort of the, he was the mastermind of, uh, Edon uh, and we who are the sort of creative masterminds behind a lot of Pentagon's music. So just yep. again, for him to get free reign in that sort of way, it's going to be very interesting to see. And I, I, I can't wait. Um, just another interesting tidbit. They're calling him Hyo, Hyojung. 
Hyojong on his uh, like because that's his actual name. So yeah, they're he's they're not refer- using Yudon anymore. I, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe Cube has like the light, like the the rights to the stage name Yudon or something like that. But yeah, or he just wants to attach like yeah. attach himself from Pentagon and yeah. Cube as much as possible. Yeah, he probably, probably wants, most likely. Yeah, it'd make more sense for him to use his real name, I guess. Just because yeah, I I think most. I feel like a lot of people keep their stage names when they leave companies, so I don't I don't think there's a way the company can like maintain control of that. Um, it's probably yeah he just wants to detach himself from Cube and mm-hmm. Pentagon, um, but yeah I, I think it's much more likely he does solo stuff um, and produces. Mm-hmm. Or they could just re- um, or they could just kidnap We and just remake Triple H. Under- <laughs> Or no, no, maybe they'll make please. maybe they'll make a new like troublemaker type thing. Except it's you I was, know, just, I was just trying to think. I was like, what is the what's a like pun of troublemaker that we could make? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, they're enough. They're in enough trouble as a it is already. Name. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess now we can sort of get into who do you who would you want to, to for them to sign or who would you want them to scout to potentially for their upcoming groups that may not necessarily have a home or would probably do better under uh size uh p nation so i'll let yeah, you start it off i i honestly have a tough time thinking about who would go there i i think i'm more excited just in general for the groups he's gonna put out like something new something different um i'm expecting at least or at least like i don't think it's gonna be crazy different but i think it's gonna be it's going to be size style. It's going to be a little yeah. more like loose and, and out there. It's not going to be as tight as, and like, I don't know, just as like clean as, uh, most K-pop groups. Yeah. Um, for individual people, I mean, it's weird to say, like, I don't know if it makes perfect sense because she's doing insanely well but like Sunmi is someone i could see like working well under Mm. sai because she's got that same kind of style like she likes doing her own thing and especially now she's on twitter she's basically like crazy person on twitter so (laughs) she's insane Um, Sunmi understands twitter on a level she was just tweeting she's just tweeting tweeting, random shit like like, random lyrics like a couple days ago and in the middle of them she just had to tweet no i'm not drunk because people (laughs) are like are you drunk like what are you doing she's like it's just lyrics like but she's just tweeting these random phrases out um but yeah like i don't think it makes sense and i don't think it'll happen because how well she's doing but i could 100 percent see her like fitting that style and like going wanting to be under Psy. Mm-hmm. Uh someone that I think was is an obvious choice in all honesty and I if they don't go there I'm going to be super disappointed CL. Like if CL doesn't yeah. get Oh, CL the, definitely. If she doesn't get the idea, hell out of dodge, if she doesn't get out of like YG, I don't know what she's doing at this point like <laughs> Yeah. Like I feel like again, I feel she, she's worked with Psy before. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's hugely discontent with where she is right now in, in YG and he doesn't enjoy at this point in time YG has no interest in promoting her at all so like it it, it, it just it's a match made in heaven basically for her like her and potentially I don't know if Dar is interested in making music anymore but maybe for them to go to P Nation and then again it's the freedom that CL has, CL has always wanted and could never get in YG like cause she's always pushed the edge and 
even YG, I guess, couldn't take it to some degree or just didn't care for the way she was doing things. But I think she'd flourish under it. And no, the thought of two artists like CL and Hyuna collaborating, oh, I think it'd, it'd, destroy, yeah. it'd destroy the universe. I am Jesse. Oh my god. <laughs> you like, just have it, a trio of yo, like badass female rappers in, hell yeah. in Korean entertainment. Yeah, that um, that, that, that could just that, put out like a crazy crazy song together. Yeah, that that's that's and probably be perfect really cool under Sai's company. Yeah, like Sai is the only place where something like like a the only breeding ground where something like this could like really flourish and really excel in its sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um I guess other potential ones I'd think of is Specifically for the boy group, but, uh, and this has, uh, this is just me pulling it out of my ass, but, uh, Kwon Hyunbin, he's currently, uh, for, for, obviously he was, uh, in Brodus 101, uh, former member mm-hmm. of JBJ, currently under YGK Plus, so. Oh, the one, okay. Yeah, the, the really tall dude. Um, yeah. YGK Plus is not properly equipped to deal with or promote idols, so I yeah. don't know if he should stay there. Necessarily, because again, he he went in as but an does, actor. Does or he model. still want to be an idol? Oh, I mean, he, has he stated seems like, he wanted to keep yeah, doing I mean, it? From what I've seen, or with it what seems he's like, it. yeah, because remember, like he lo- it, he's loved JBJ. It seemed like he really loved JBJ. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing, though. I don't know if YGK can sort of give him the proper platform. I mean, maybe he gets transferred over to YG, but he's just gonna suffer in the dungeon because I doubt they're launching yeah. any new boy groups anytime soon. Because uh, they already have like the treasure box stuff going on. Oh so. yeah, yeah, that. It's it, it, it's it's a log jam at this point. So he'd be a cool yep. addition to a potential boy group. Um, maybe uh, we we're talking about Produce X One Hundred One uh, on the last Produce cast. That's a that's an option. Maybe anyone that doesn't necessarily uh, make the top like eleven or whatever. Oh yeah, it is. definitely. That's yeah. Good... Sai would be a good uh, place, a good home for them. Yep. Um, and yeah, even like we mentioned it in the Produce cast, like a couple of the One One members that were kind of like in limbo. Um, or like weren't really sure if they were going to stay at their company or something like mm. those might be good people to pick up too. Yeah. Um, they have that recognition. Uh, and another just complete ass pull tiara. Just imagine. <laughs> oh, it, that would be pretty good actually. Cause I remember I, they're, they're all pissed yeah, off. They, it. Like, they're, they're, like they all like had a really like bad falling out and they all left together. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if he started a company a year or like a year or two ago when they were still at MBK, I think that would be one. But the fact that they've all gone to different companies and have signed contracts, like it, I don't know if that would happen anytime soon. But that would be funny because they did keep the they do have the ability to use the name Tiara um, outside of MBK. So, like, yeah, that would be that would be great. It's it's yeah. not gonna happen, but. Yeah, that's just a complete um, asshole on my part. But I mean, if I ever get that right, that'd be just insane. Just because yeah. again, like again, it's another, it's I, a group that would just flourish under there. Just like they'd get completely free reign and not have to worry about MBK yeah. and I, their nonsense. The one other person I th- could think of, and it's never gonna happen, uh, is Somi. Like, so <laughs> she would be perfect there. No. But like, if if she left GYP to go to YG and then left YG to go to Size Company without debuting, I feel like it's so ridiculous. No, you know what? It'd be insane if... Obviously, I don't think there's any, like... I don't think there's any problems between Teddy and like YG, but imagine if just Y or Teddy is just like, I'm going to annex all of the the black label and then I'll work with Psy or something like that or whatever. Um, yeah. 
Well, then I guess you could, we could throw around Epikai because I mean they're labelless right now because uh, yeah, because uh, high didn't... ground sort of fizzled yeah, they out. Left. Because, yeah, they left Literally. YG. Yeah, yeah, high ground kind of yeah, like you said, just kind of dissolved because they decided they didn't want to stay at YG, so they left and they were running it pretty much. I mean, Tablo wasn't CEO anymore, but like yeah. All the all the artists after that kind of just started leaving. I know because didn't like Yucko left, right? Um, Yucko's like or, I was Yucko no, wasn't under. Yucko was I under high ground, know. but I have no idea where they're at now. Okay. Code Kunst went uh-huh. to AOMG or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Off so, and like, off they, are just once, like all over the place now. I don't know what's happening yeah. with them. Yeah, once Epic High left, it kind of just like it seems like all the people are just leaving. Um, but we're not really sure because these are all like more underground artists that aren't really like. You're not hearing news stories about, so it's kind of hard to follow where they're at. Um, but yeah, I I highly doubt it because to me, they, like Epikai wants their own company. I yeah, think. Like, they'll probably just make. I, maybe, they're just map. They're the, just gonna make map the soul and yeah, ex- so yeah. Um, I mean, they made high ground, but it was there. They needed the money, so they went to YG and like mm. became a subsidiary. So they had their company, but I think at this point, like they're they're old enough and like financially stable enough that they're like, we just want complete independence. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be, we're supposed to get a tour and an album from them this year. Yeah. So we're definitely going to find out what company is handling all that. Um, but I, I think it's probably 99% certain no. that it's themselves. Yeah. Um, and but it one, would be interesting, like if they went yeah. somewhere, I think it would be size company. Yeah, because I, um, I, mean, I just don't Tablo, think they want to go yeah, somewhere. Tablo and Sai have worked together uh, before on yeah. Sai's last album. But another one, it's not gonna happen because he already uh, made his own company. But because uh, once the first rumors started uh, spreading that uh, Zico was going to leave Block B and uh, oh, Seven yeah, Seas that would be a good one. Yeah, Zico would have been a perfect choice for this, but he's actually forming his own entertainment company. He's basically going to make he's going to make like an AOMG style like hip hop focused yeah. sort of thing. It seems, yeah, just and that's got to be an awesome one too. It's basically just yeah, it's just Zico doing AOMG where he'll just produce and help promote new hip hop artists. So. All these artists, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that'll uh, do it for the topic. If you have any sort of interesting thoughts or comments or who you who, who you would want to see uh, join P Nation, please, as always, uh, leave them in the comments below. Yep. And topic three, uh, Jacob magically has appeared. I have um, gonna get to, Jacob, that face is going to get turned into an emoji, like, hella quick. It, it, oh, it probably yeah. will. No, egg, egg, egg roll, egg roll, he's waiting, he's like, all right, he, he's like literally like going frame by frame through the entire video, just looking for, ah, that's a, that's an emoji. So It'll be yeah, like that. Much. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, topic three is our ONF We Must Love review. So, we must, must love. love this album. Um, or else. No one can give it a score lower than an eight. Um, the title track is <laughs> the same name. We must love. Um, I thought it was so. This song is less upbeat than their previous stuff. Um, and I'm still not sure if I like it more. I like it a lot. Um, uh, but I think I still like their older stuff more. I really like the subtle electric guitar. Um, that's mixed in with all sorts of synths going on. Uh, for the instrumentals. Um, and the vocal part during the chorus, uh, the synths follow the melody the exact, like, exactly. 
Um, I, I like when songs do that. And also, one weird thing, this song seems short, even for like a K-pop song. Um, yeah, it's it felt like a, 311, so it's three, it on the yeah, three. side. It's sub-four minutes, this is usually like not really that heard of in k-pop like usually well, like four minutes you, it's is... usually like very yeah like late three um but yeah i it definitely felt like it could use another verse or something um music video uh was mostly choreography um i had no idea what the non-choreography stuff was <laughs> what was happening it was weird and confusing but i didn't really follow it uh, i thought the choreo was good uh it wasn't too crazy though and i thought but i thought the styling was really good Hmm. Uh, as for my thoughts on it, well, one, just so you can get, like, this should be a big hint as to what my thoughts are on, like, a majority of this album. Mm. Like, the entire album is produced by Monotree, or members of Monotree, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think they, I don't think I've ever seen them produce an entire album like this, in all honesty, because usually they just do, they usually just do the single, or, like, a B-side track, or whatever, so this is pretty, this is pretty new, at least in my experience, so that's pretty cool that they... Yeah, I think you're mm-hmm. right, I don't think I can think of... Anytime they've done yeah, that either. Because usually, whenever you, whenever one producer takes in charge of an entire album, it's something internal. Whereas Mono Trees, mm-hmm. like they, they bounce around between different companies like that. So I think yeah. it's a pretty cool yeah. idea. I mean, I, I, it's not, it's something I'm not opposed to them doing uh, in the future. In all honesty, uh, that being said, uh, as for how I would rank this or where I would put this against, uh, like on off or uh, complete. I, I it, it, it's like it's like nitpicking at this point because I love all the songs, but I think in all honesty, I love the drop of this song way better than completes, and that's saying mm. that's saying something because I love that song's drop. So I'm just a really mm. I'm just a sucker for anything that uses these like chopped vocal sample type or chopped uh, beats, like like the, it does. Um, it has this really nice addition in the second verse where. Um, it adds like a bit of like Latin piano vibe to it, which kind of like helps mm. differentiate it from the first verse in that sort of way. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's probably one of the like the best songs of the year in all honesty. Like it's that good, at least in my eyes. And I, I'm just really happy or I'm really proud of ONF to see like the amount of growth that they made in the past two years. <laughs> just again, like from on off or uh, complete to this. Like again, there's a that's what I'm always looking for in groups, just like again that progression in terms of concept, in terms of uh, vocals, in terms of like everything or whatever. So again, I see I see that line of progression there, and I see that them not being uh, or them not being afraid to experiment in terms of genre or style of group. Because I mean, again, the we must love is like nothing like what they were doing like in 2017. So again, I'm. I'm happy that they're willing to sort of go and experiment in this sort of way. Uh, as for the visual aspects of it, again, most of it really doesn't make sense. But what is really cool is like there's a, some parts of this music video that are filmed at some like you know that that like weird like dragon shaped thing or thing or whatever. Yeah. They filmed that at an abandoned water park, I believe, in like Vietnam. Or something like that. It's, it's it's a super famous like water park or something. Like it, there's a bunch of YouTube videos about how like people like visiting it or like uh i don't know just mm-hmm. like sending drones around yeah because like that that mm-hmm. set piece is really cool but 
I, I think it, I, 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 as someone that loves like abandoned like stuff or just like all this like cool theme park stuff, I, it was just a cool detail for them to add. Also, again, I'm a really big fan of like I don't know like the vaporwave aesthetic or whatever. So there's like parts where it kind of reminds me of like Blade Runner with like all this like really bright neon lights. I think they they definitely filmed in Hong Kong or like something at one point because like there's like a bunch of neon signs and there's that it's like this it's like a screen or whatever that's like all like neon or whatever so i, I love that uh visual aspect of it yeah and as you mentioned nate like the choreography isn't too crazy necessarily but they do go- a very good job of sort of matching the uh i wouldn't say necessarily intensity just because it's a pretty chill song in comparison to like something like mm. uh what complete was but it it, it does match the uh the mood of the song very well and it like i'd say probably the best part is is that because the if you listen to the instrumental it's like of the chorus it's like dun dun there's like a lot of silence in between like the notes or like a lot of like echo or whatever and they do a good job of sort of matching the the choreography to that so basically they'll do a movement slow or they'll transit like the way the transition between movements ties very well into that so um yeah overall i was Again, I, I don't know if I necessarily had high expectations for this, just because I don't know. I just I'm I'm not I'm not like super too invested biased. in them yet. Yeah, I'm not too biased either way when it comes to ONF. But I mean, I, I've enjoyed everything that they've done so far, and this just continues that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, I I actually really really enjoyed this song. I thought it was a a good comeback. Um, one thing I particularly enjoyed is just like in the verses how like open it feels despite how much uh i guess populates the like the track as far as like instrumentation and stuff goes or not mm-hmm. instrumentation but like synths and whatnot um yeah it's, it's very yeah. busy but yeah it's it's super busy but like like if i do my whole like synesthesia thing like what i would like visualize is like the that level in ocarina of time where you fight shadow link and it's like this infinite plane under the water yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah. like it's definitely limited it's yeah, like yeah. Yeah, limited as well because you can see the door right there like <laughs> kind of the, it's it's weird to explain but because they make like they a make a really good use of echo finite space yeah yeah they, yeah they, they definitely add that echo effect on purpose so to help sort of yeah. set the sound stage um but yeah like uh despite it being like um you know like pretty chill it like it built up pretty well to the chorus and i think the chorus was nice and impactful um uh, the beat, uh, usually, like, again, I'm I'm a little, like, like I guess, jaded on the whole, like, just EDM thing, I guess, at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I, I thought this, uh, like, the beat in particular was really well produced and uh, well done. Like, it, it wasn't super typical, I guess, is what I'm saying. So, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the song a lot. That being said, I think this is actually the worst song in the album for me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I really liked a lot of the other, a lot of the other songs, so... All the other songs are a favorite song. No, <laughs> I actually do have a favorite song. Yeah, okay. I, I, I can see that. Um, as for Cooper's thoughts, he wrote, quote, This song is running in the running for early song of the year for sure. It's my favorite title track by them for sure. Complete was a masterpiece in my opinion, but this song is so epic and powerful. The verses are so breezy with light guitar and synths. Then the percussion and claps come in to build this into the buildup of the epic pre-chorus. The vocal layering and editing here is fantastic and matches the futuristic tone of the MV, definitely. Uh, the chorus is un- kind of unexpected, but I love it with the chanting of, we must love, that that part. Uh, the second verse comes back with more of the guitar and percussion than Wyatt, uh, who I believe is a rapper. That's an awesome stage name, by the way, Wyatt. <laughs> uh, 
I know, it just reminds it me. It just seems a, like a regular name to me. No, they, I, there's a there's a creepy wrestler dude named Bray Wyatt or whatever. So I just oh. always think of Bray Wyatt whenever I hear the name. Uh, then Wyatt comes in with a great rap verse, and it all speeds up with added electric guitar and the second pre-chorus. Easily my favorite part of the song. The bridge is well constructed, mm-hmm. and the final chorus is satisfying. I would have liked a more extended outro, maybe with some more electronic guitar, but I can't dock points for it. Uh, the music video returns to their futuristic concept from their debut. I love the sets and what they've tried to incorporate with the CG, even if it looks corny. The choreography is amazing and perfectly matches the mood. So yeah, Cooper's definitely in line with us. And he... Yeah. His, uh, maybe spoilers or whatever. He was like, I kind of regret giving CLC a ten because I would have given this a ten. Yeah. <laughs> He's still getting well, used no, to it. He Must said, be the yeah, scoring and stuff. He said that he he felt like this album was better than CLC. Yeah, so yeah. Just in terms of like CLC sort of comparing. So that means ranking. you should completely disregard his CLC review yep, because yep, it was utter CLC, garbage. Yeah, just. I so. think it's mostly because uh, he doesn't have as much of a baseline as we do for like I guess like. Because we actually have to like rate all these albums. Yep. Whereas, yeah. like, I guess a normal listener usually they just say like, "Yeah, I like that album." Yeah, I don't like that album. It's usually mm. as simple as that, you know. Mm. Yeah, it so, takes a little bit to figure out what. Yeah, you're... just baseline for a ten. You'll know. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, next we have Ice and Fire. Um, I love how like chill the how. Chill, chill. The song sounds. Um, ice and fire. With like just a <laughs> it beat, e- and it's chill. <laughs> it's literally a song of ice and fire. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, <laughs> they should have switched it around. It should have been. A, it's fire and ice. I hate you all. <laughs> I hate you all. Um, Game but of no, Thrones, yeah, please sponsor like how us. <laughs> that's never gonna happen in your wildest dreams. Um. But uh, yeah, just it's just a beat, some really subtle, laid back synths and a bass line at the beginning. Um, but the main, obviously, the main focus of the song is the vocals and the falsetto specifically is just insane. And there's a lot of it. Um, there's also a lot of really cool, like different overlapping vocal parts. Um, so yeah, I and the chorus really stood out to me as well. I. Overall, I love this song. I thought it was really cool um, and really unique. Uh, on my end, I don't know. I guess it's just I was used to f- their, them doing a bit, bit of falsetto, so it just didn't necessarily blow me away in, in that aspect. And I'd say what blew me away about this song or what really stood out to me uh, the most would be like the bass line that they incorporate towards the beginning of it, which I kind of wish that they'd sort of bring to the forefront a bit more because otherwise it's just kind of your standard run-of-the-mill type of it's definitely i i can definitely see the similarities especially in terms of it being a mono tree song like you could it's like Mm. an instrumental you could hear on like luna or something like that so i don't know that's why i guess it didn't stand out as much to me just because it didn't really break the mold or go anywhere to out there unlike uh we must love in that sort of way I'm surprised you say that because I thought this was easily yeah. the most standout in the album for me. I really, um, really enjoyed this one. I don't know. I yeah. think maybe maybe it just hit all the right chords for me, I guess. Um, but I, I really liked um, uh, just overall, like the production, I felt like it was very, very nice. And it's uh, like sort of it. I find it difficult to like describe, I guess, uh electric like synths because i'm not actually sure like which instrument they're trying to 
emulate but like the yeah. uh the beat that sort of like walks throughout the uh the song like it's super super catchy i really like the uh the vocals like they did a lot of like falsetto and like stuff like that which i thought was pretty cool and uh i don't know i i, I guess this this is a song i i guess i know i really like it but it was it's difficult <laughs> to put my finger on it like even when i was writing my notes i was like I was having trouble like putting into words exactly like um, what, what I like enjoyed about it, but this definitely was a standout for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cooper wrote, "Quote: The opening with the chimes is beautiful, and then the low bass comes in. Really love it. The pre-chorus is beautiful with Hyojin's falsetto. So, like you mentioned, Nate, uh, the way they oh, yeah. overlap Bass-line, their vocals really in, in the chorus is really cool. Enjoy the whole vibe of yep. this song." Uh, next we have Yeah Yeah Yeah. Cover the uh, Stray Kids song. The song. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> and the Tiara song. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really cool idea to open with a string solo. Um, it, it's like a Latin style song, um, but the pre-chorus has like an EDM section. Uh, but that main string part is just like absolutely amazing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they used it throughout the song and not just to open it. Um, and also this was more, this seemed more of like the, uh, rap focus song. Um, there were a lot of rap parts in this. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they were kind of using this song to show off, um, their rap talent. This probably, I can, you can make an argument that I'd almost, <laughs> you, this could be a single, honestly, that's how good I think this song is, and, all, and I'm glad that they used it as the second, they used it as like the, the song that they coupled um, their uh, comeback stage of Ya 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 with, and perfect choice, perfect choice, it's a, it's it was easily the most um, captivating song for me, specifically with that, Again, that violin part is like I, I could barely pay attention to the vocals just because I was paying attention to this vile, incredible violin part. Like the do 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 do, like that it, during um during the chorus was just incredible. Um, like I'd love to see someone do a cover of that. It basically, it's that good. Um, also, another really good part of this song was the bridge there's just like this walking bass line um that they incorporate also in the pre-chorus there's like this very subtle like synth arpeggio that there are like chip tunes sort of thing or arpeggio that they use like the do 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 like which helps uh contrast against like the uh the long notes that they're or long chords that they're going with um with the keys so again yeah this was this probably is Again, it, you can make an argument that this could have been a single. In all honesty, just because I could feel the quality that comes out of this song, and I, again, I'm really—it's why I'm happy that um, that Mono Tree just didn't do the single, and that they did the rest of the songs as well. Just because I feel like one, it in terms of like thematic or cohesiveness in terms of genre or style. Again, it it, it fits very well uh, alongside uh, We Must Love, and just again them being able to. Sh- put their expertise into this song as well again i, I, I basically i yeah, just uh, with this entire uh with the with this and uh uh we must love pretty much mono trees putting themselves into the, like producer of the year like level category again all right so yeah for me i i definitely uh really enjoyed this one as well like again i feel like all of them sort of like 
I don't know. They just felt a lot better than We Must Love for me, even though I did really enjoy that song. I feel like the B-sides definitely stood out for me. Um, and yeah, like what Andrew was saying about the strings is like, they definitely make the song, um, particularly like in the drop. I, I feel like it was a definitely a good use of, uh, you know, using like the violin, I guess, is it like a violin or something yeah, like that? I guess. I, it's, it's a violin. Sure. It's a violin. <laughs> yeah. You can, I can tell by specifically like the way they like do vibrato and stuff. But yeah. That definitely uh, stood out to me because, um, like you don't really hear that as much like using a uh, like a string synth as as the drop usually they use something like i, don't, I again i don't know what, what no, that, it, using, it's 100% something. an analog an actual like violin like you can't get that oh, you sound don't think, oh it's not a synth it's not a synth that's no, an that actual no that was definitely a real string instrument yeah that's okay. a real string I, instrument like the like sample packs you can't get the level of you mm. can get the dynamics you can't let get the level or you can't program like the intensity and just like the amount of complexity that that string part uh that violin part had just into some well they fooled me <laughs> wow like, like i could tell that i could tell easily that that wasn't a real instrument like i don't know well, I either maybe... way like i it's super interesting because like again like they made it feel like an edm song even though they were using like you know a real instrument for the for that drop um oh you mean for the drop not for like the solo yeah the that's okay. all. I don't know. That's I all real violin. To the song. That is all real violin. I'm oh, okay. 100% sure. <laughs> I know, like the solo part definitely was. But yeah, either way, um, yeah, I thought that I thought that was super uh, standout for me, and um, yeah, everything just worked well, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Cooper's thoughts were, "This is the song, y'all." The violin opening only Mono Tree would do. Again, yeah, it's something that it, it screams Mono Tree. Uh, rapping MK is a gift. Uh, they need to use this more with MK's higher tone and the lower bare tone of Wyatt. This song has a slight Latin vibe to it, to it, which I love. It's not overbearing or cheap imitation. They still maintain their own sound, which is a very important thing. Again, it's because Latin sort of sounds are definitely way overdone now, and it's it's the flavor of the month in K-pop, but. They did. They do do a really good job of keeping it unique in that sort of way. Um, he continues on with the pre-chorus just punches you with a loud synth, and the chorus just opens up with a guitar. The bridge with a bass and guitar is fantastic. So yeah, Cooper's just been on board with all these songs so far. Yep. Uh, next we have "Happily Never After," which I thought was a great song name. <laughs> yeah. Um, this good is song. a more slower paced song. Um, this reminded me more of like uh, new SW stuff that they've been doing lately. Um, I thought it really fit that style. The uh, chorus synth stood out to me um, with like the Eastern Asian style like sound, and then the like uh, the way I describe them is like underwater sounding synths, but that's because they sound like the uh, music from Mario 64 water level <laughs> levels. <laughs> but that's exactly what they sound like, and I don't know how else to describe them. So I described them as such. Um, but that definitely stood out to me, just the synths during the chorus. It's almost like, I might be crazy for, for even mentioning, it almost sounds like a red velvet, like velvet track in a way, except it's done that. by, it's except it's done by a boy group just cause it's, yeah. it's definitely that nineties R and B flavor that red velvet definitely uh, returns to very <coughs> all too often. Um, but especially like the, the one thing that really like nails down 
that uh, feel is just the way that they uh, the vocalization and instrumental of like they're parts during the verse where it's like the do 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 that's that was a really big thing back in the 90s just the way that they vocalized that was incredible um (laughs) yeah i think that's what saves it from being just your standard fair 90s r&b song in in fact just the i i I just love that detail about it so yeah it, it was another one of uh that'd be i consider a favorite uh one thing i i thought was pretty nice was the use of like a synth almost as a uh uh, like I guess a beat measure, I guess like the do 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 do, whereas the actual percussion, like the hi hats, were kind of just, I guess doing their hi hat thing, because <laughs> it's like I guess little tra- trap backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, trap drums. Yeah, I thought I thought the the vocals were pretty good, aside from this one weird section where the rapper like sounded like Lil Yachty, which I thought was weird. <laughs> It was like around it goes a with minute. The song. Um, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, well, I didn't think it was bad. It was just, it was just, I just thought it was weird. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it ended up being a pretty good song. So, uh, Cooper wrote, uh, "Quote the smooth R and B jam that I wanted for this time of the year." JS got to show off his vocals more here, which I appreciate. So, that's Cooper's thoughts. Okay. Um, and finally we have the song I Do, um, and this reminds me more of their older stuff. Um, I did like the, uh, ballad, like more ballad style versus leading to the instrumental drop chorus. Um, I thought that was a really good switch up. Um, and I thought the I Do part leading into the drop was a really good touch. Um, so yeah, overall I like this and mostly I like their old stuff a lot, so it, kind of bringing back that vibe um stood out to me this is probably the only miss for me just because the the drop just feels so uninspired and generic as hell yep. like i feel like i feel like i could write something like this on like logic pro or whatever if i just took like five minutes or whatever so yeah that, that's that's kind of what kills the song for me i just I mean, like again maybe just because i'm like way over over like the oh it's a ballad track but oh my god we have this sick ass like chain smokers drop or whatever but yeah i yeah i i felt like you could have done a bit something a bit more interesting melodically in terms of the, that drop and which is the focus of the songs which again kind of brings it down in that sort of sense yeah so for me like this would be one of the best songs in the album for me if it weren't for that drop. Like <laughs> yes. the the vocals were incredible on this. Yeah. I, I I was really impressed by that. Um, like I think what they're going for here is more of a uh, Ugo Shipchiana like seventeen yeah. style song. I think that's just Whereas, in general for the whole album. In all honesty, because you got you kind of got that like. You kind of got that vibe going for uh, "We Must Love" and uh, with Yaya uh, as well. So. Yeah, I, I could see that. I th- I think that what really gave it away here is the drop. Like I, like you said, it's just so uninspired. I'm just I'm so over it. It's so 2016. You know, it's 2019. Let's let's not anymore, please. I'm I'm just I'm so over it. But yeah, like anyways, onto the actual positive of the song because I don't think it truly kills it. Um. Like the the only like I don't hate those chain smoker drops. They just like I I'm just a little irritated by them because everyone like seems to be everyone and their mother seems to be doing them. You well, know because there's so 
every there's only so many ways to do this type of drop that yeah after a certain there's nothing there's nothing new about it at all it's just like the same it's just like a you just hear start hearing the same song over and over after a certain point and so like the the impact i'm sure again back in the day it was like oh this Mm. sounds really cool but again like the impact is lost on us at this point again like 2016 it sounded cool like again having heard it like a hundred hundreds of thousands of times at this point like it just there's no impact anymore yeah Mm -hmm. and uh one thing also that i thought was really cool was uh it was i think it was a part towards the end like maybe in the bridge where they did this like weird like digital sounding like layering on their voice to make it like almost like i guess like movie robot sounding which i thought was kind of cool so yeah they did a lot of part that i liked yeah they did a lot of post-processing uh with the vocals just in like on the entire album which again i liked as a sort of unifying motif thing yeah I thought it was a cool stylistic choice overall. So mm, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, oh. Cooper's thoughts. He said, "The perfect album closer." I think I can hear some of the "We Must Love" synths in the back here. Oenf always does this kind of song perfectly. Uh, Wyatt's verse is fantastic and has a similar vocal effect added to "We Must Love." So again, like he mentioned, the same thing as you, Jacob. So, yep. Uh, now on to ratings. Okay. Yep, so let's yes. do ratings. Uh, for me, I gave it a 6.5 for music. Um, I thought everything was great. Um, I still think I like Complete better uh, as a title track, but I still love We Must Love and all the album tracks. Uh, mm-hmm. But I only gave it a 2 for uh, concept. I thought the music video was... It was nothing special. Um, the choreo was decent. But it wasn't insanely good either. Uh, I just thought mm-hmm. the styling was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave him a 2. So I gave it an 8.5 to roll. Uh, so again, I'm splitting my I'm splitting my music score into single and album tracks. So for the single, I'd give it a full mark. A 3.5 out of... Like 3.5 out of 3.5. This is, Again, We Must Love is an excellent song. I'm probably going to be listening to it a lot over the year. Again, that's, that's usually... Like I, I'm very hesitant to give something full marks unless I know for hundred percent sure that I'm, it deserves it. And this is a song that's definitely deserving of it, because again, it's just been stuck in my head for like all week uh, in the lead up to this review. Uh, that being said, I'm probably only I'm only giving two out of three and a half for the uh, the album tracks. For as as much as I loved yeah yeah yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, again, I do, and uh, Ice and Fire just didn't necessarily bring it. It, it didn't bring it over the hump for me in that sort of sense. And Nate, I'm with you on uh, two out of three for the uh, the concept score. I wish they did. Probably one thing that would have made it a bit more cohesive in terms of the visual element or the music video is, I, I know they they had a lot of like different sets like that. Oh, they had like the mm-hmm. like the black background stage thing they had like the oh the set in vietnam they had the one in um like the water park they have the one in like i don't know just like some streets with like neon lights they have the one where it's like somebody like one of the members like on like a with like some futuristic city background i feel like they could have if they were able to tie the elements more maybe instead of just using these locations to just do like random like them sitting on a bench shot or whatever like that maybe incorporate choreography there like instead of it just because the choreography was mainly isolated to that one like black background thing and i i I understand for logistics it makes sense just because they released a performance video of it so it makes sense to do all the choreography just in one place but i felt like it would have added a bit more cohesion or more uh 
it'd probably be more understandable as a music video if they sort of incorporated if they didn't the elements just didn't feel so separated from one another but that being said i'm obviously a sucker for anything like futuristic and vapor wavy so i'm still gonna appreciate that part of it so adding all of that together that's a 7.5 which again in my my scale is pretty good so yeah uh so for me uh i gave it a six out of seven for music um i I really liked pretty much every every song in the album. I thought everything stood well on its own. And honestly, I, I feel like anything could have been a decent title track, to be honest with you, mm. and it would have done well. Um, like I, th- I think the only thing I'm really taking off points for is the fact that I felt like they didn't really make the right choice for a title track, just in my personal taste. Um, and then I Do was the only song I really had a uh, um, problem with, but it was it was small enough that, like... I feel like the the vocals definitely carry that song to be still like successful in my mind. So yeah, I went with uh, six or six out of seven overall. And then for a concept, I did the same as Nate. I said uh, two out of three, just because I felt like the music video it, like it was definitely solid. Like it looked like they definitely put some money into it, and it had the production value and nice visuals and stuff like that. But there was nothing that was like mind blowing. So yeah, I, d- I gave hmm. that a two out of three. Um, the choreo was kind of cool as well, but again, nothing like earth shattering or, you know. Uh, so yeah, I gave it two out of three for concept and eight out of ten overall. Uh, Cooper's thoughts are like his summary would be: ONF at this point are probably in my top ten boy groups. They have three fantastic albums under their belt. I hope more people notice them eventually because there's so much talent here. Monotree did some of their best work here in my eyes, and I. Couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, I think they did. Agree. Especially with them getting more exposure, because I don't know, like they between the two channels that they posted us up on, it's like less than three hundred thousand views right now, which is a travesty. Because this song is just, it deserves way more than that. But again, I don't know. It's just there's a huge logjam when it comes to boy groups, I guess. So uh, Cooper gave perfect marks for music, so that's a seven out of seven, and he gave two point five out of three for concept, totaling up to a nine point five out of ten. So Nate, you can do the math. You're the smart person. So that's uh eight point. So it'd be an eight point five. Oh, just well. straight eight point five. Hmm. Well, no, it's eight point three five or okay. eight three seven five. Okay, so okay. I, I'd say that's a pretty good place to put it, in all honesty. I mean, it's definitely... Definitely deserves <laughs> it, i I'd definitely, say. definitely deserving of it. And ONF is a group that I want to see live, just because, again, like, mm. they usually have good choreography. The drops are most definitely something that works in a live environment. Uh, or, have they have they been around for a year yet? They've been around since 2017, so... They, okay, so I'm yeah, surprised they, are, they haven't jumped... I'm I was about they, to because I was, I was about to say that they're really strong rookies, but I guess they're not rookies anymore. I'm surprised they haven't jumped yeah. on the KCON train yet. So, I mean, I don't know. Just somebody, if you're listening to this, go tweet, go tweet at KCON USA or whatever. Tell them, bring ONF here because I would, I would definitely, I'd love to go see ONF. So. How are their views on YouTube? Uh, they this usually one get over a million at least. No, no, I don't know. This one, this one, maybe you get there in a while, but yeah, that's a the thing. There's, that's why I'm glad we're doing this review. Hopefully, we, if you are a regular mm. listener and haven't either heard of ONF or aren't a regular listener to of ONF, uh, please go check them out. Definitely, they have a really good catalog so far. So they are Dang, available. That sucks. On I I looked up ONF on YouTube and one us and ATs show up in their search results. Oh that's, no, that's, that's probably that's why. I guess it's just yeah. Well, not at the top, but like. There's you can see it if you scroll down only a little bit. 
Yeah, there's definitely mm. a lot of competition in this sort of field, but I yeah, mean, um, I'd say that the, the, has 1.7 million, so they're yeah, complete. Bad. Yeah, that's all right, but hopefully this will do better. So you can check that out on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music. You, you could just listen on YouTube, I guess. So yeah, it's been please. Five days and it's two hundred thousand. So yeah, please <coughs> go check them out. They're bad. a really good group. Yeah, yep. definitely deserves way more recognition. Topic four, um, which is uh, Loco's Loco Roco. new mini album "Hello" for the PSP, uh, Loco Roco. <laughs> <laughs> and Jacob is running this one. Yes. Okay. All right. So first we have uh, nothing, which um, at, when, on first listen, when I listened to it, I, I wasn't sure what I felt about it, but I'd say later on, I'm it grew on me. Um, just cause I'm usually not so high on the auto-tuned like rap singing with like trap instrumentals and stuff, but I think overall it somehow works. It just clicked a little for me. Like, I, like if I did it on Andrew scale, I'd probably give it a 0. 0.75 out of <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, like overall, I, I think it, it works well because it, sets a good tone as far as like how the album is going to be mm-hmm. and like what kind of artist he is like you could listen to this album and get in sort of a feel for what kind of artist loco is mm-hmm. um yeah i i liked like uh the mix of like guitars and uh trap and stuff like that i thought that was interesting so yeah overall i thought it was a pretty cool song yeah <clears throat> for me or do you want to do Cooper's before? No, me? you can go. I'll, I'll read Cooper's after okay. mine. Don't worry. <coughs> okay. Uh, yeah, for me, same. I I really like the guitar focused instrumentals, um, especially how they mute it occasionally. Yeah. Um. And I enjoy the vocal melodies and the flow, but it's just like the auto tune still just not something I'm yeah. a huge fan of. Again, um, like on on that- first. I, I was about to agree with you. I was like, uh, again, like when I first listened to it, I was like, eh. But yeah. it, it kind of grew on me a little bit as as time went on, so definitely doesn't kill the song for me at all. Yeah, I, I don't think the song is bad, but I just think it would have been better without it. Um, yeah, it's just that style of auto tune I don't like. But definitely, I, like I said, the actual melodies and the flow itself, like I thought was good. I don't know. I feel like the auto tune kind of makes the song. I feel like it would have been way more boring if you didn't just process. Well, that's because you like that type of auto tune. <laughs> Specifically with this, um, this song in particular, it reminds me a lot of because there's been basically like the new generation of like I don't know like SoundCloud rappers or whatever. Uh, like a lot of the music that they came up listening to, like it's just from two opposite polar opposite ends. It's like they listen to a lot of like emo music and they listen to a lot of trap music. So the sort of mm. new wave of like trap artists or new emo artists incorporate both of these elements that are again you don't think mm. would work well, but in this sort of way, but they work very well if anything because I mean you have um, just this type of like emo like hip hop or whatever is what it, I guess it, you can call it or whatever has been. Or like mm. emo, like or like, yeah, basically just emo rock and hip hop. Like this fusion has been sort of in vogue lately, uh, specifically. Epic high. No, <laughs> no, specifically with artists <laughs> completely like, uh, different, but uh, XXX Tentacion and um, Little Peep both are posthumous. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, they were really big on this sort of like emo uh, rap uh, sort of thing. Um, I don't believe any. Neither did specific like actual like auto-tuning to it so that's a unique element that uh 
Loco is bringing to this song, but again, that sort of like feel, like they'll have a use of sort of like almost like this like alt guitar, um, emo guitar type thing uh, mixed in with these vocals. It's such a unique mix. So I really did like this song, mm-hmm. in fact. Uh, yeah, again, I think, and I think Loco pulls it off well in that um, going back and forth between like, I guess there's a subtlety between him actually singing and him actually like rap singing, that sort of thing. That's something that's, that's kind of a hard transition for a lot of uh, people mm-hmm. who are primarily rappers. It's hard for them to transition away from that sort of, delivery method but i think local pulls it off uh just perfectly here so mm. uh cooper's thoughts were uh in regards to nothing he said quote this is the first local song i ever heard so i wasn't uh, sure what to expect i love the guitar throughout and his slurred vocals with the auto-tune are a nice contrast with the instrumental so yeah i'd say that's probably why i like it too just because again mm. it's sort of a yeah. it's an unconventional approach to doing trap music or emo music or whatever because when you think these are like they're very too set in stone kind of mentalities in this sort of way which is why again i love like i love the fact that they're being brought together because i guess it's just two guilty pleasures of mine just really emo music and Mm. just like ratchet ass trap music in this sort of way so it's just trap it's trap Mm -hmm. music that you can listen to when you're fucked up at like 3 a.m in the mornings and thinking about life and shit Yeah, I, I think maybe the reason it doesn't really click with me as much is because, like, I, I think it's because, like, as far as hip-hop goes, I don't think I ever really transitioned beyond, like, a lot of stuff before, like, 2010, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, So I'm used to more, like, I guess, like, straight-up, like, rap and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And as far as, like, emo goes, I guess, I, don't, I wouldn't really consider them emo bands specifically, but, like... I really only listen to like My Chemical Romance or Fallout Boy or stuff oh, like that. Oh, uh, th- that's that's th- that's emo. That's emo, definitely. But I, I mean, mean, it's a different level of emo where this yeah. is more like this is more like brand new level emo than mm. <laughs> uh, than like that pop emo type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm. Yeah, I, I guess when I hear emo, I think more like pop punk or punk rock and stuff like See, that. See, yeah, but... that 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 emo was way like before your time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, um, anyways, moving on, finally, we have, uh, this is the title track, if I'm not mistaken. It's the one yep. I watched the music video for, at least. Yep. Yeah, it um, uh, It's Been a While, featuring Zion T, and I thought this was actually a really good, like, collaboration and blend. Like, I think it seems oh, like a natural, like, um, like, I guess what I'd expect to hear from, like, a collaboration between these two. Like, I think it feels right at home on Loco's album, and it also would if it were on Zion T's album. Yeah. Um, One part that I thought was kind of cool was, like, uh, these noises that was using, like, that. I'm assuming it's, like, something being played in reverse. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool. They used that on a Red Velvet song, but I don't remember what it was. That's all I can like. That's but like it, a, that, that's um, a popular comparison I draw to. But it, it's a popular yeah, sort of yeah. thing in hip hop where you just like reverse vocals and then you just sort of like make it like sound really weird sounding, just so it grabs your attention mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really cool. Um, and uh, yeah, like the the type of like R and B like synths and beats and stuff is something that's definitely within like. Zion T's repertoire as far as like what he'd use on his album mm-hmm. um and then I don't actually like Loco his rapping like I I liked it. it was almost like it's still definitely rapping but it almost goes into like the sing rap like sort of territory yeah. and I I think it definitely treads that line really well and I thought it was really mm-hmm. interesting so yeah I really liked his delivery 
And then, uh, as always, Zion T always has beautiful vocals. He has an amazing yeah. voice, and it's instantly recognizable. So I really enjoyed this song. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, I thought their voices went really well together, um, and I like that, yeah, like you said that. Loco is almost singing in this song more than rapping. Mm. Um, I thought it was just a really good R&B song. I love the trumpet part during the second verse um, and the like doorbell sounding part mm. that they use. Um, those two things definitely stood out to me. Um, and I also I thought the music video was great. I really liked how minimalist it was. Um, it just it, it fit the style of song really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was produced by Gray, and I'd say he has to get a lot of the props for um, the production. Again, like you mentioned, Jacob, basically, it's a song that works well for both artists. And mm. yeah, I think it just works. It speaks to Loco's versatility in that he can do like more traditional, like trap hip hop songs or like regular hip hop mm-hmm. songs, and still sort of venture off into this R and B, jazzy hip hop style. And it, he were again, he's. He's got the skill set for it again with that sing rapping sort of thing where he, his vocals can definitely carry it still despite being a rapper uh, properly. Um, <laughs> I just think th- their voices are their the chemistry in their voices are so well together. They're paired well together and hmm. it's almost like a companion. It feels like a companion almost to Hell Tutorial. Just it's got that it's got a similar vibe to it again. Hell Tutorial being the song uh, the title track off of uh uh, Zion T's most recent album, the one with Solgi. So again, I just the way they pair together is a really interesting sort of uh, thing, and yeah, it's definitely an early contender for like best feature and collab because pretty much anything Zion T just touches just turns to gold basically at this point. So mm. yeah, just it was awesome for them to see them work together. Uh, in regards to the video or visual elements of this, uh, there's actually parts where Zion T is cutting uh, Loco's hair because. <laughs> he's in he's he's enlisting in the military, so this is I'm oh. pretty I'm pretty sure this is his last release before he has to enlist. So yep, definitely went out with a bang in this case. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, also, just another sort of thing. We I mentioned it in the Zion T review as well, but he's actually starting to wear like regular glasses a lot more as opposed to just mm. sunglasses where you literally just can't. I was just like eyes. I was just like whoa! Yeah. I can see Zion T's pupils. This is weird. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that he, is a little yeah, weird. I noticed that too. The sunglasses were like his trademark, like ever yeah. as long as I've known him. Like, uh, I think the first Zion T thing I listened to was his Red Light album, and like literally the album cover is like a like a drawing of him with these giant like glasses and the red hat and. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, even in it's KCon, even at KCon, it's like a dark ass arena. And he's wearing sunglasses, yep. <laughs> so I don't know what the change has been made. Maybe he's just afraid. Maybe he had to like get eyeballs a little bit. <laughs> Maybe he never had eyeballs until now. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's just hiding it the whole time. But um, another thing, I again, I just as a big fan of Zion T and as a recently like starting to become a big fan of Loco again. I just love the that visual element of it where it's just it's got that absurdity or just like that randomness that Zion T music videos have like again I don't really know how to explain it but I mean if you understand like with um like his early like his song like Hell Tutorial has a weird ass music video this is like a weird ass music video to some degree or whatever it's just like literally them trying to cut his hair and like they have like these like stabilized cameras but like the the reference monitor is like some old CRT CRT tube TV or whatever it's just like it oozes like style, and I understand it immediately. Just between um, both Zion T and Loco in that case, so I just I really appreciate that aspect of it. 
Cooper uh, said, the best word I can use to describe this song is, quote, beautiful in its lyrics. Vocals from Scienty and soft instrumental. It's a really chill song I'll have on repeat for sure. Uh, the MV has some really cool sets and uses of props. It's kind of a standard K indie MV though, so nothing really wowed me. All right. Yeah, that's a that's the <laughs> thing with these with these sort of ones. No choreography. They kind of just at a disadvantage because they have to think of other things to make the video interesting. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, uh, we have Tangled Up, which is featuring uh, PH1 on vocals. Um, so when I first heard that, when I first heard like the beginning of the song, I was like not into it. I didn't really like how locals, or locos, uh, delivery was it at the the in like the first like thirty seconds. But like right around like second thirty, when he starts like going into his actual rap, mm-hmm. I was like, bam! This is all right. This is what I'm talking about. Yep. And. Uh, yeah, that's when the song definitely picked up for me. Um, like, it started out generic, but then, like, when he actually, like, you know, got in his pace and started rapping, um, mm-hmm. it was like, all right, this is dope. Um, the uh, I thought the beat actually works really well in this. Like, that's, that's one criticism I have of, uh, I guess, hip-hop is that, like, rely a little too much on percussion, but I thought the, the, uh, the beats along with the, uh, like the actual like instrumental like i think they worked really well together and uh mm-hmm. like definitely helped to set the vibe uh ph1's vocals i thought were really good uh although like again every song i've heard him in is he's yeah. always had a really good yeah, voice he's, he's so. Good, so he's definitely a good r&b singer um but yeah this this song actually stood out to me a lot besides like that that begin like which is funny because again at the beginning i thought i wouldn't like it but um, you know, once I got into this song, it definitely picked up for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love the beginning, uh, like instrumentals with like the baby synth, the East Asian, like style of instrumentals and like the underwater feeling. Um, yeah, I thought it was feeling. really good. Um, but it, I had like the exact same notes as Jacob. I said like the flow for the rapping is fantastic, but I don't like that droning style of delivery he uses. Mm-hmm. But then once he picks up the flow, like the flow, it gets better. Um, and it's, it's less distracting. Um, overall, I think even with the beginning part that I didn't like as same as Jacob, I think it's better than the auto tune, um, by a lot and, and just the type of style I like. Um, and I really like the echo during the chorus. It really helps with that underwater feeling. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I agree. PH1's vocals are really good. I think they add a lot to the song. Um, yeah, this was probably one of my favorites. PH1 stole the song for me, in all honesty. His verse, mm-hmm. the second verse, is like, like his flow is insane. So. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, the way he was able to transition seamlessly from singing the hook into that second verse uh, was incredible. Um, again, I'm, again, I'm more of a trap hip-hop fan, so it's the the way, like, the sort of lazily sort of droning vocal isn't as off-putting to me in that sort of way, but it definitely stands out in comparison to just how good PH1 was in terms of his deliveries. So, But, I mean, that's not a, that shouldn't be, that's just a, that's a that's praising ph1 not necessarily a knock against loco mm. um yeah i just i just love the uh fun sort of like laid back vibe that the song has which again i which makes the uh sort of lazy delivery or chill delivery of the 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 rapping it definitely fits thematically in that sort of way 
Um, but yeah, just I love the everything about this song and just like all the English lyrics. Like, don't you know I'm loco? It's like I'm like Z, like sleep and snore. I'm like ZZ. I'm just I'm a sucker for all of those like English like puns or whatever. Um, hmm. And stuff like that is would would make it. An, like I could see somebody making like a really awesome choreo to this. In all honesty, like if one day maybe hmm. if I'm ever really good at dancing, I could do something like a choreo to this. But yeah, I, I, I you, there's a lot of creativity and there's a lot of like visual elements I feel to this. So I did enjoy it a lot. Uh, Cooper, on the other hand, says, uh, this song didn't really stand out to me. I kind of just listened to it and forgot the song ended. The baby synth is no good, though. I think it's the lack of change at all in tempo that kind of bored me out. So, Cooper's not a fan. (laughs) Oh, well. Who cares what Cooper thinks anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Cooper's not into this type of music. Yeah, 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 he's not into this type of, like, hip-hop, so... All right, next we have Some Beatmaker featuring Yisong and Wu, or Yisong and Wu, however you pronounce that. Yeah, depending on if they want the English. uh, I don't know why it's just as Wu, but that's supposed to be Wu Anjay who made it. He got popular back in 2017. That's what it said on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why they they, they shortened it to Wu, but that's that's 100% sure that's Wu Anjay. Yeah, so uh, for this song, I wasn't super high on. and I, I think it's mostly because, like, uh, the beat they use, it's just constant throughout the whole song. And I think it feels a little disjointed from the rap and the vocals. Like, mm. I feel like I could literally just strip it back and put a different beat in there and it wouldn't make as much of a difference. Mm. Um, Like, like there was nothing wrong with Loco's rap. I thought he was fine. I, I think he had good delivery. Um. Although, like, the the people who did the vocals for, like, the, the chorus and stuff like that, I didn't really like their singing style. It was yeah. not my thing at all. Um, but, yeah, like, like Locals rapping was good, but, like, again, I, I feel like it's disjointed from the beat. I don't... I don't know. I just didn't click with me, I guess. It doesn't meld, meld well, in my opinion. So I think yeah. the pro- the biggest problem with this for me is it's just not super cohesive for me i guess so yeah for me um it's funny because i i really like the focus on just like the simple bell part for the Mm -hmm. instrumentals and i thought it was pretty like it i was so focused on it that like i basically didn't pay attention to any of the (laughs) rap at all i was just Uh, like this is really like simple but really catchy um and like it definitely is catchy so like yeah i just like just all my focus was on it for some reason and um that's literally all i have to say other than i agree with you with the chorus the chorus almost has like a reggae style to it yeah Um, and it just it it just it wasn't very good in my opinion Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I I love the instrumentals. I'm a sucker for like steel drum or like xylophone in yeah, in like freaking a like or yeah. I I just love like the I don't know. It's always such a funny sound to hear in hip hop music, but it's definitely something that you hear a lot of. But I, mm-hmm. I always enjoy it. But yeah, I, I'm definitely in unison with you guys where the the chorus or the hook is definitely what kills it. Mostly just because yeah. of the delivery of it. It's just like the the chorus is like some beat make a like the I know they're trying to like sort of like. <laughs> do it like an echoey effect to, to it but the way that they i don't know maybe it's a pronunciation sort of thing with koreans or whatever but the way that they are enunciating the words is it's too try hard and it yeah. just sounds like you're slurring instead of just like trying to pronounce the words it, 
again, if you want that echoey effect, there's other ways to achieve it as opposed to just like, uh, like, like, yeah, it's that droning that I, yeah, sort of kind of kills the song or kills the, the, the hook for me. Um, yeah, I think it would have been fine if they, if they changed up the delivery on that front. Uh, yeah. Cooper, the funny thing is though, apparently Cooper really loved this song. Apparently, he's like, "Oh, this, oh, this <laughs> is so better than yeah." He's like, "Oh, this is better than Tangled Up." I dig the piano, but there's more baby synth. No Why? Way. Why does he keep complaining about baby synth? What's wrong? Some people really hate it. Uh, I mean, again, I'm I'm usually the one that complains about overused elements, is, but I'm not. All right, wait. So, yet. what is baby synth? Is that like kids' toy? That's the, synth? Yeah. Is that no, what that that's means? The, I don't know what that is. Huh? Like a like a like a kid's like like a kid's like synth piano or something like that. No, no, no. It's like the it's like the synth where it sounds like a baby talking, but it's a yeah. synth instrument. Oh, you hear it all the I time. See. Okay, okay. You're, it's in the, like I, if you I, listen to the song around, earlier, you've never messed around with like the settings on like a, a keyboard. <laughs> well, no, I have. I'm just I wasn't. I didn't you've know heard it called that. baby synth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah where it sounds like a baby talking as a synth. Yeah, instrument. okay. Um, they, they use it a lot in like. Who's the one that does it? Doesn't Groovy Room use something like that in their intros? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah. I don't mind it. <laughs> no, I don't mind. I don't, it I don't hate it either. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, it's Cooper just <laughs> went. Yeah. Okay. Uh, up next we have Too Fast, which features Palo Alto, and uh, I think this one might be my favorite on the album, just because I think it's more like, I guess what I like in hip hop. It's just like. <laughs> Back to the to the basics, like uh, rap with a nice beat, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like definitely lives up to the name. Like Loco, like again, he he does do that sort of like sing rapping style that he does, but in this, like he he takes it to another level. He's just, like really nice, fast flow. Um, yep. And uh, I thought he, I thought was super nice in this, like his pronunciation and like. Like he wasn't too slurry, but again, like it's it's like it's inter- it's it's weird for me to describe, I guess. Again, but uh, it's like again, like his he's not super slurry, and he's still doing like the sting rap style, but at a faster pace, and I I think it really works well in this song. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, Palo Alto, he's a he's a rapper. I definitely like uh on his features and stuff. I don't think I listened much to his solo music, but his his features always turn out well. So. Yeah, I thought I'm, this was awesome. I basically know him from the Wonder Girls uh, feature. <laughs> oh, yeah, did, uh, um, Candle or whatever. Uh, Candle, yeah. Yeah, I love that song. Light a candle. Um, oh, God, that's going to be stuck in my head for the But <laughs> for me, yeah, I'm like pretty much exactly aligned with Jacob in terms of um, like the style of hip-hop and stuff I like. Um, so, yeah, this is also my favorite song on the album. I like the more just basic, older-school style hip-hop. Yeah. Just yeah like you said a nice beat and just straight rapping um no like weird styles um and yeah so i loved it i really like the upbeat piano line um yeah, to start definitely. the song off uh it that's just the exact style of hip-hop i like to listen to it's weird though i find it funny though because it seems like loco has a different style in every single song on this album which is yeah, good he's, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, he's versatile i like to see that yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is good, but I just most of the styles I don't actually like. So, um but yeah, this one definitely uh is my favorite. Uh 
like immediately like, I didn't even have to check the uh, like the production notes I could tell up oh, Woogie produced this song just because he loves mm-hmm. Woogie definitely loves their uh, like like the specific use of like uh, um, not organ but like this style of synth electric keys that he uses um, it's almost signature at this point so I do enjoy Locos parts in this album but I feel like just I don't know I just got nothing out of Palo Alto's feature it's just mm-hmm. super boring to me and yeah I just I guess the song itself definitely feels a lot more safe in comparison to just the rest of the uh, yeah the album so this is probably the only major miss for me on this album but I mean it's still again I, I enjoy Locos rapping so that's that's probably the only redeeming mm-hmm. part of the song um, Cooper says, I love the vibe of this song way more, more upbeat, but still chill. The rap verse is really good. And the guitar in the back is a nice touch. So mm. yeah, you guys are definitely a lot more in agreement than, <laughs> than I am. So, mm. uh, all right. Next song we have how, and I actually really like this song. I thought this turned out really well, especially, uh, the instrumental with uh, Loco singing, I think, works really well. Like when it first started, I thought like it almost sounded like it would turn into like a soft rock song or something like that, which I thought was really interesting, especially um, you know showing up on like a hip hop album. Um, yeah, I, I definitely one thing I love to see in hip hop is the use of guitar because I feel like it's so underutilized. Like. Uh, yep. Um, I feel like that's one thing that I like <laughs> that Epic High like pulls out every once in a while is again like um use of guitar like in their beats and instrumentals and stuff like that. Same with like piano and whatnot. Um mm-hmm. I feel like just taking it back to like uh I guess real instruments and like, you know, having an instrument uh a uh I almost said instrumentist, uh musician, uh like, you know, come in and help with, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I think it it gives it a more like raw um I guess feeling to it like if in a song like this where you're trying to like convey like certain amount of emotion I guess and uh with locals uh loco I keep calling him a local for some reason local <laughs> yeah local. uh loco's uh his his actual like vocal delivery I think worked out really well as, as well so yeah I, I thought this was a really nice song so yeah, for me, I I liked how the super chill guitar line, like you said, it, it gives me like stoner rock vibes almost. Yeah, <laughs> um, is what it sounds like. That's exactly what it sounds like. Um, I'm not a fan of the nasally like rap style he uses here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, literally every single st- song is a different style. Um, and for me, it's just a crapshoot of what I like and what I don't like. Um, yeah. but when he's actually doing the singing, I I think it's a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that stood out, I like the humming in the chorus a lot. Um, that's part stood out to me. Oh yeah. Uh, it's another, this is another song that's produced by Woogie. And I think this is the better of the two songs in comparison to too fast or goodbye or whatever it's called. Um, I, again, like you were mentioning the guitar part, it's something that Woogie's incorporating again from, uh, Loco and Hwasa's song, Don't. It's got that same mm. sort of bluesy vibe. There's the, the effects pedals and, like, the sort of, the way that they're playing the guitar. It's got that twangy blues feel to it, which fits perfectly for this. Um, again, Loco, his vocal performance obviously isn't <laughs> the best when compared to like actual vocalists, but I mean, I always, yeah, I always give a bit of leeway when it comes to like rappers doing vocals like this. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so 
it's fine. It works perfectly for this song, in all honesty. And I think it's an awesome, it's an awesome way to end the track. It kind of goes full circle with the utilization of guitar that they use Definitely. on uh, "Nothing," which was the opening track. So it's kind of I I play it on repeat, and they'd flow very well in, into each other. But um, again, I just really love. Uh, him just not being afraid to just do an almost exclusively vocal track. Uh, again, obviously, he, did, he doesn't have the highest of vocal ranges necessarily, but what he did cover in his vocal range was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just everything about... This is why Woogie's a really good producer, just the way he can create mood with the guitar, the muted nature of the drums, um, and the way that Local's able to complement that instrumental perfectly with the, with the way he's singing or the way he's delivering his, his lines and his vocals. Just, it just made it super memorable. It's something I'm going to listen to a lot in like my smooth as fuck like nighttime playlist or whatever. Mm. It's just a perfect yeah. song for that type of mood. Uh, Cooper said... The perfect... Uh, no, that's for another group. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, why does it look familiar? Uh, okay, he says, At this point, every song kind of sounds the same, which isn't a bad thing necessarily, mm-hmm. but the whole album kind of blends together in a monotonous sort of way. It's a nice ending track. The vocals are emotional and nostalgic sounding, but I mean, for me, I'd say... I'd say the only sort of um, connecting point with uh, the songs is probably just Loco's vocal delivery, but I still feel mm-hmm. like... The, Again, we got a good variety of just different genres and instrumentals and styles of music that I don't feel it ever got repetitive for me. If anything, I again, I, I loved his use of, or I love it's maybe it's a hip hop thing where you're just not afraid or you always just want to go into different styles or different directions on an album that sort of way. But again, I love that approach to album making or just sort of how you present an album or just how you showcase your versatility in that sort of way. And I feel like he's more than proven his versatility with the different genres he's tackled on this album. So uh, we can get to ratings now. So yep. what do you got, Jacob? Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so for music, I gave it a 5.5 out of 7. I, th- I thought um, everything was... Like I, I at least enjoyed every song, but like a lot of like a few of them, I just I, I had a few things that I didn't like. Like on some beat maker, like I think that's definitely the weakest uh, track on the album for me. Um, I think the chorus really kills it. And again, like I, I just felt like there was like a disjoint between the beat and Loco's rapping throughout the verses. So I wasn't too high on that. And then in like nothing, for example, I I wasn't super into the auto tuned voice. Um like singing i guess but uh like again it, it's it's grown on me on on other listens so i guess that, that score could go up later on but like at this point i i'm still not totally sold on it but i'm okay with it like it doesn't ruin the song for me so i only deducted like 1.5 points because i felt like every other song was like at least really like well done um and for concept uh I gave it a 1.5 out of out of three just because I I felt like there was nothing that really like mm. like the MV was like the most standard thing I've ever seen to be honest like like yeah they had the motif of like uh, I guess like shaving his hair because he's going in the military and stuff like that but nothing really stood out to me like in particular like. Yeah, cause like it, with someone who doesn't have like choreography or anything like that, like it's it's hard to, I guess, judge the concept, especially if it's not like a concept album or anything like that. Um, 
So yeah, I, I gave it a 1.5 out of three for concepts overall. I, I think it's a a strong seven point or seven out of ten. Yep. Uh, for me, uh, I gave it a five. Uh, for music, um, there was a lot of stuff I liked, um, but there's definitely <clears throat> things on this album that are just not the type of music I really enjoy. Um, so I knocked it a couple of points, but overall I think I do like this album. Um, but yeah, there's just some things I couldn't deal with. Um, as for concept, uh, I think I was a little lee like gave this a little leeway since there isn't like choreography or really like even styling or anything to count. Um, so I give it a two out of three for the music video. Uh, I, I liked the minimalistic, like artistic style of it. Um, and so, I mean, that's really all we have to grade on. Also the cover art, um, which I thought was good. Um, I think I'll fit the MV. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I give it a seven overall. Uh, yeah, same score actually. Uh, most of the weight went into the <coughs> uh, the single just because like, I, I love. It's been a while. Just again, a perfect collaboration. Something that I'll go back to constantly. Um, I did enjoy the album tracks for the most part, but I did. There were some hiccups in some songs, but uh, something like nothing or how are just songs that I will definitely return to a lot. And mm. I feel I. I know local is usually not like our typical beat, so to speak, or something we normally cover, but I did want to cover him, uh, or I, I went out of my way to sort of put this aside <coughs> in the schedule just because one, he did amazing last year with, uh, with that, the song he did with Wasa don't was just like, it, it kept, it was on the charts mm -hmm. for like months on end. Like it, it just kept all killing basically. Um, so I definitely, over the past year, I've definitely grown to respect him a lot more as a rapper. Um, again, mm -hmm. that versatility that he showcases in this album musically is just awesome. Again, just the way he's able to go from like certain like hips, hip hop sounds mm -hmm. and just move into R&B or just like chill jazz music. Um, again, just showcases his talent as an artist and I wish him all the best when he, whenever he... Uh, ends up joining the military and that kind of sucks because I feel like he, he just had like a super breakout song with with Fossa or whatever and now he just has to go to the military and so yeah mm -hmm. it sucks I mean yeah, it's, is he it's something AOMG? yeah AOMG's gonna That's really they, like Jay Park's gonna have a really tough time replacing him in all honesty he's gotta find someone really good to just mm -hmm. sort of fill the void that Loco is gonna leave behind because I feel like he's probably he's definitely one of the, some of the best talent that they have out of AOMG in terms of rappers alongside people yeah. like Simon D or whatever uh, in terms of uh, concept I gave it 1.5 out of 3 uh Again, it, it's nothing necessarily blowed me away. I do love the sort of fantastical element or just weirdness that uh, a lot of just Zion T involved music videos have. But again, it's nothing that necessarily just blows me away visually or just conceptually. So yeah. 7 out of 10 was, I think, a really solid score, and it's exactly what I thought of this album. And again, on my scale, that's a really good thing. So uh, Cooper, gave, uh, his overall thoughts were, this is the first time I've listened to Loco. It's a solid first impression, but I'm not sure how much he stands out to the other K-Indie stuff I've heard. There's some standout tracks here. It's been a while, and Too Fast are my favorite. The MV is good, but it's also pretty standard. Uh, overall, I'm interested enough to see what he, what else he puts out when he returns from the military. And he gave a 4.5 out of 7 for the music, a 2 out of 3 for concept, so he's at a 6.5. So, Jacob, you have a 7.5, right? I have a 7. Yeah, so it's seven, 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 six point okay. five. So, 
That It'll just be round, seven. Uh, it'll just round to seven. Yeah, seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's probably a good spot for where <coughs> I want to put it. Yeah. Um, again, check out Loco's music if you haven't already. It's definitely... I know a lot of people are sort of hesitant to lean into the hip-hop side of Korean music, yeah. but I feel like this is a good sort of balance between it. One, because the title track is with Zion T, and so you can sort of garner R&B pop elements from it. It's not just pure... Um, hip hop so I think it's, it's definitely if you haven't listened to Loco before or just not as familiar with him it's this is definitely probably the most accessible of his albums that I've listened to or just the most accessible of his music that I've listened to and just mm. the producers that he's uh, cooperated with or just involved in this project definitely sort of lean to that more accessible type of sound thing involving a lot more singing so yeah I, I really did mm-hmm. enjoy this and I, I hope that sort of like us sort of venturing out into this um, category could lead us to maybe finding new people if there are other, other artists mm-hmm. or other hip hop artists you'd lo- like for us to cover definitely let us know because I do want I, I don't want to neglect that side of uh, Korean music definitely I know we mostly focus on just straight up K-pop stuff here but I, I do want to cover that or I do want to give that some love because that's obviously a really big part of the Korean music industry so yeah, we'll be reviewing an Epic High album later on this yeah, year. Yeah, my God, I'm so Epic happy. High. I mean, there's I'm so other, excited there's to a... give it a ten. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I really hope it's a ten. Don't don't skew the results already, but um, that'll do it, right? That's that's the last yep, review for the week for uh, yep. episode one hundred and eight. Yep. Um, All right. Like usual, join future. Discord. It's mucho lit. Mucho lit. Um, the future stuff. I we're going to see Red Velvet. We're gonna see yep. Red Velvet like this weekend. For when, like a couple days after this part goes up. So, uh, if you're in the New York, New Jersey area and are going to see Red Velvet at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, we will be there. Say hi, or don't say hi, or if, I don't know. If the most, the only people we know are going are like people in Discord. So, yep. um, we're gonna yeah, go like check again, that out. If, if you want to get to know us, like just Join get Discord. on Discord. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the easiest. <laughs> we all way to pretty much get us. to know each other. So. Hmm. Yeah. Um, also, we are just again. It's not necessarily K-pop related, but we were just like, okay, you got uh, Jacob and Nate are going to be in town, so we're like, okay, screw it. We'll just have like a community game night sort of thing. We're going to stream mm-hmm. a bit of uh, Apex Legends, like I mentioned in the beginning of this show. We're going to s- hopefully get a win. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> oh, just if we can get a win on stream, that'd be awesome. Chicken dinner. No, I, I, I don't they, don't say, they don't say. <laughs> they just said they just you're says, the champion. You won. You're the yeah, Apex you're champion. champion. You're the Apex champion. Championship. Yeah, so uh, if you're interested in that, again, just check out our Twitter uh, or, or join our Discord for details. Um, yeah, that's mm. that's another thing that I do want to incorporate more, just more community or just like get-together sort of things uh, with our the Truly Daybok community. Just, just screw around with you guys, have fun or whatever. So please look forward to that. It's definitely something we'll plan to do on a regular basis, hopefully. So that's mm-hmm. all I got for uh, upcoming events. All right. So with that, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week. Subscribe. Most important thing I'd say is join Discord, just because. Join Discord. Add to our growing community. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. you know, comment. So, yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you. And good night. Stay loco. Stay throbbingly loco. loco. Which is funny. Because that's also a Spanish word. Say crazy. Say <laughs> <Stay> crazy. <laughs> <Stay> throbbingly crazy. <laughs> it works. It works.